Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. You're welcome to episode six. This is Finding Your Own True Path. It's great to have you here and for me to have your ears for the next few moments. In this episode, I am delighted to share with you my chat with a very special guest. We are going to be talking about purpose and about the importance of being you and finding the steps to follow your own dreams. My special guest in this episode is Danny Wallace. She is amazing. She is an award-winning public speaking coach and she is the founder of the I Am Queen Bee. Here's my chat with Danny. Get ready for a fabulous conversation. So I could not be more chuffed to have the lovely Danny Wallace as a guest on this new podcast. Welcome, Danny. Thank you for having me, Alison. And you know what? I could not be more chuffed that you just said chuffed. It makes me, I'm a Prestonian. It makes me feel right at home. We're both Northerners, so yeah, (laughs) brilliant. So what I'd love to talk to you about, and I know you've got so many stories, your own stories, stories that other people have told you about purpose. But before we do that, tell everyone a little bit more about Danny Wallace. Oh, so... My name is Danny Wallace and I am the Queen Bee, which is a ridiculous statement to make. It's very audacious, isn't it? Walking into rooms and introducing myself on podcasts as the Queen Bee. But actually, it's much that statement is much less about me and much more about the people that are in my community. That if I can go and take up space audaciously, hopefully it will inspire somebody out there to do the same. So I'm a... Um, an international public speaking coach. So I help people all over the world from all sorts of different backgrounds, whether they're just starting out speaking or if they're a seasoned pro or even a celebrity, speak more about their mission so that they can reach more people and have more impact. So that's what I do on the day to day. And then I have a CIC as well called the Fly Anyway Foundation. So I help people who've experienced domestic abuse build businesses. Brilliant. And why, who better, I should say, to have on this podcast when we're going to talk about mission and purpose and direction when that's exactly what you're doing. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, you are saying, here I am, I am the Queen Bee, because I think that's the problem. So many people don't do that, do they? Right. And I was born, I was born in the council estates of Preston. It's something that I talk about regularly and inherently things like um, money, success, wealth, happiness, good relationships, so on and so forth, weren't the norm. You know, and I was fuming when I found out that there are people, and in this case, you know, to speak to the royal family, that people that are born into insane amounts of privilege and success and all of that. And actually, we're all human beings. We're all born onto this earth in this small snapshot of incredibleness. So why are we not all entitled to health and wealth and happiness and love and all of those things that actually that when I say I am the queen bee or the king bee or the royal bee it's a reclamation statement and actually it is it's the construct around us that is failing us and the more that we can take up space audaciously the more we can reclaim that for ourselves definitely and I hear so many people who 
are unsure how to start or feel uncomfortable. They actually feel uncomfortable with shining. I even have clients on one-to-ones who start saying something good about themselves and then they're making an apology. And then they'll say, sorry. Ah. <laughs> it's like, it, this is your place to, to shine. By the shoulders and go, no, say it proud. Like, yeah. take up that space, say it audaciously. Exactly. Say it, be proud. This is your place to shine. I always say that. And then you'll start to see them slowly being more comfortable talking about what they love or their strengths. And it's, but it's just so sad. And I was that person too. Yeah. You know, that's my story too. I didn't speak up and shine at all for many years. I think we all, I think, I think everybody comes across that within themselves at some point because the way that our society is built, it, it isn't built for us, particularly women and other marginalized genders, to be audacious like that, to be proud of yourself, to be confident in your abilities and your expertise and your skills and your passions, to actually put that on the front foot. We are encouraged to apologize and keep ourselves small because, you know, that doesn't keep the rich rich. And that sounds quite a political statement to make. But if we're all kind of walking about bigging ourselves up, then that can call into question the powers that be even. If we all were to do that, all of us would start to reclaim stuff, there would be an equilibrium that would start to occur that would challenge a lot of the way that our construct is today. So actually, I like to spice things up a bit and shake things up a bit and say, absolutely, say the thing, own the thing, own your skills, own your love, own your passion, own yourself, own your body, own your message, all of it. I love that. One of the things I sometimes hear people say is, when they're talking about being more confident and being more vocal and being more themselves, they worry that that means they're going to become arrogant. Right. Or they worry that they're not the right type of person to do that. So often as a speaking coach, people will come to me and they'll say, oh, Danny, I wish I was more confident like you. And actually, there isn't anybody else like me, just as no one else like that person. They mistake bravado and extroversion for confidence and that's not the case at all some of the most incredibly confident people I know are introverts and some of the least confident people I know are extroverts and I think as soon as we start to understand actually what is confidence then we can start to take up space a little bit more and confidence is just knowing like I know how to tie my shoelaces if someone was to say to me Danny will you tie your shoelaces I'd be absolutely yeah of course I can no problem at all. I would feel really confident tying my shoelaces. If someone asked me to, I don't know, make cheese, then potentially not. I don't know how to do that. I don't feel confident making cheese. And I think that once we understand that confidence is just knowing and it's knowledge plus acceptance, then we can start to broaden our shoulders a bit and stand that bit taller. And I really feel like that is what I've been put on this earth to to help people recognize within themselves and do. Brilliant. And and like me, we've had that story, haven't we? That backstory. So genuinely, we can say to people, it's doable because here we both are. Yeah. I mean, 13 years ago, I was homeless. I, you know, I was sofa surfing. I had two kids and I was a single parent, two kids under the age of three. I'd experienced domestic abuse throughout pretty much all of my um, intimate partner relationships. I'd experienced addiction. And there came a time where I was sort of sat thinking, oh, do you know what? Life just keeps happening to me. And I had taken myself out of any responsibility within the equation. I'd taken myself out of the decision-making process. I'd taken myself out of the reaction process and actually was handing it over. And as soon as I started to realize that 
I was the common denominator in everything that was going on, I realized that I was the common denominator in everything that I was going to do going forward. And that was a game changer that, yeah, bad things do happen and they're sometimes completely out of our control, but we get to choose how we respond and how we process and how we move forward accordingly. And that is a game changer for so many people. I know it is for myself. I know it is for you as well, Alison. Yeah, definitely. And I, and that's what we both want for everyone, don't we? Or maybe, maybe not everyone wants it, but for those that do. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how we do that then, because obviously that can feel quite overwhelming. Yeah, because... it's a big mountain to climb, right? Yeah. So thinking about some tiny steps, I always like to talk about what's the one small thing that you can do to get started. So when we think about having a purpose and having some sort of direction around how you do all that, because that's the ultimate goal. What mm-hmm. what kind of things would you say people need to start with? I think, first of all, it's worth saying at this point that people overestimate what they can do in a week and underestimate what they can do in two years. If I look back over the last three years and look at everything that I've created, it blows my mind. If someone had said to me at the time, in three years' time, this is what you'll have created, I'll be like, oh my goodness, I I completely, I just don't believe you. And I put so much pressure on myself to make massive change in a very, very short amount of time. Those incremental changes that you make, those incremental baby steps that you take, create compound interest that over time really start to snowball. So whenever you've got sort of, first of all, you've got to set your sat nav, right? If you, you can't arrive at your destination, your desired destination, if you don't know the direction in which you're driving. So understanding what the goal is and understanding as well that a goal is never the end point there's nothing at the top of the rope of success there's just the next level of growth so you've got to work out okay so what's the next stop gap for me what's the next rest stop and then once you've set the sat nav it's making sure that every day you've done something incrementally so some days you will have productive days and sometimes some days you'll have important days where you'll do busy work, lots and lots of things in one day, and you'll feel very accomplished. Some days you will just do one thing, but actually that one thing, that phone call, that email, that tidying up of your room to clear your mind is actually the thing that's going to move the needle for you. So understanding that there are going to be busy days and there are going to be important days and important days don't necessarily have to have a lot packed in them. It could just be that one thing that you do that moves the needle that day. So important to hear you say that. And I love that busy versus important, isn't it? Because so many people, when they have a day where they feel like they've been unproductive, can then be quite hard on themselves, be quite down. And so then the cycle starts where they then the next day they've lost the motivation. And I think it's really key, isn't it, to think about those days where it's something really good has happened. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, understanding the difference between the two and that it is always transient. So we're on whenever we are aiming towards anything, it's it's a roller coaster whether we like it or not. And some days we're going to be flying high and we're going to be, oh my goodness, well, I'm, I'm unstoppable. I'm the king of the world. And then some days you're going to fall. And we do this cyclically. I mean, women and people that have female reproductive organs find themselves in a cycle of energy anyway. Tapping into that's really quite important. Even if even if you don't and you work within the cycles of the moon, you'll often find that some days you'll feel more productive, some days you'll not feel productive. 
And it's okay to be in expansion and retraction. And allowing for that has been a real game changer for me, certainly from a mental health and physical health perspective in the last 12 months. We were just talking, right, before um, before we started recording, that you were really pleased to see that I'd been taking some time in the run-up to doing a big event that I've just got back from. Definitely. Because I hadn't been, you know, I'd go at a million miles an hour and this expansion and retraction thing is something I've got to be really conscious of even now. Definitely. And we all have. I mean, that's often the thing when you are wanting to follow your dreams, no matter how big that dream is, of course, it doesn't have to be an enormous thing. In that, we've got to have some self-care, haven't we? Yeah. Pause to go, stop to start. That's what we talk about, you know, within yeah. our community, like pause to go. You you don't, even a marathon runner has a break in between runs, you know, they might run for a long time, but they still have a, a, a rest and recovery period so that they can build their strength up for the next bit. So, um, so yeah, that's really, really important. Brilliant. Okay, let's think about one more thing. I like to give people that one small thing that maybe they could take away and kind of make sense of it for themselves. What should we give them as the one more thing that they might like to focus on? I think, you know, we was talking about importance, that what is important to you is absolutely valid. That I, if I think about, you know, the goal for me when I was sort of sat, uh, I was in the car, it was raining. I didn't know if I'd just kissed the kids goodbye or goodnight. It was a really difficult time. I'd lost everything. And um, I decided that, you know, either life was going to continue happening to me or I was going to happen to life, take back that responsibility and, you know, understanding that incrementally every day, taking a little bit of action, taking responsibility for those actions is is really important. But understanding that what your goals are are really important and worth absolutely cherishing we're only here for a little window of time and when you find yourself falling or being pulled into positions whereby you aren't happy then it, you don't get time back you know mm. you can make more money you can create more experiences but you can't ever get the time that you've got you're never as young as you are today right and so when we start to consider ourselves as as finite beings, all of a sudden, understanding that if we're a finite being, what the hell do you want then? Like, mm. what do you really want? It, it might not be what you think it is in your day-to-day -day when you don't give this extra consideration. Like, it might, this might sound a bit boring, like, not boring, but a bit like existential, like, oh, goodness, like, it's quite dramatic, Danny. But I wouldn't do the things that I would do if I weren't thinking like that. Otherwise, I'd just be letting one day go into the next, go into the next. Mm. So for me, it was always, if ever I survive this situation, I will spend the rest of my life helping people take up space where they might not have done before and helping people who have experienced domestic abuse in some way, shape or form. That was my purpose. That was that was my due north. That's the thing that gets me out of bed every morning. That's the thing that if I get to the end of my life and someone goes, what are you most proud of? Yeah, of course, I'll say my kids and my family and the people yeah. I'm surrounded with. But like the, the legacy thing for me is really, really important that I want fewer people to experience what I experienced and what so many other people experience. I want people to generate confidence for themselves, financial well-being for themselves, all of this sort of stuff. So if someone asks me, have you done that? And I can answer wholeheartedly, yes. Brilliant. Then I've done, I've done what I've said that I've got to do. And it is so joyful to have that 
that drive, that reason for being. And I know a lot of people don't always have that. But I think one of the most important things when you're finding that is to make sure that you've got your cheerleaders around you, the people who are going to encourage you to to go for whatever your thing is. Yeah, and you don't have to marry anything either. This was the thing that blew my mind that I always thought when I was growing up, I was going to be a singer. That's what I was going to be for the rest of my life. That's what I was going to do. I couldn't think of anything else I would rather do. And that morphed and changed. And that's okay. So, you know, going back to, you know, what's that one thing? It's whatever it is, as long as it's important to you, it is important. And please don't let anybody else that is in your periphery tell you any different that just because you think, you know, just because they think that what you're doing or your direction or or whatever isn't important to them, don't allow that to detract from Mm. its importance to you. I think that's so important because that's definitely my story. I was influenced. People were telling me, you know, no, you can't. And that's not going to work and things like that. And mm-hmm. actually today, as we're recording, um, my business is 13 years old today. And I left the NHS and that was a, people were saying, some people were saying, don't do it. You're mad. Yeah. You've got your permanent post and your pension and all those things. And actually, when I look back and realise it's 13 years today, I'm like, wow, if I had listened to those people and not followed my own truth, I wouldn't be here today. And like where, you know, we can see each other as we're recording this and me seeing you smile, like as you're beaming as you're saying that, that's it. That's why we're here. That's what we need to be considering. Where is that joy? Where is that smile within it? And sometimes days feel quite dark and you might feel like external, um, the external things that are happening to you are going to make it, what's the word, prohibitive for you to do the things that you really want. How do you move the needle? What's the incremental step that you can take to moving towards that really important thing to you? Brilliant. Oh, wow. I knew it was going to be a gorgeous conversation. And I know that loads of people are going to absolutely love hearing your vision and your energy. And if I and everyone else, yeah, they can't see me, but I can see your big beaming face too. How could I not be have a big beaming face when I'm speaking to you, Alison? Oh, bless you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I am so grateful. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope you enjoyed that. I absolutely love talking to Danny. I'm a big fan and I always feel inspired by her and her message. She is very real and very approachable and that is one of the things I really like about her and her away. So for this episode, I'm going to have a go at summarising for you. So what points did we get from mine and Danny's conversation? Number one, it is critical to remember that you are in charge of you and your life. And don't let anyone else influence you in the decisions that you make. You'll know what's the right for you. Stick with it. Number two, have some ideas and focus on what you want and work towards them. We need to have a big goal, but we do need to have lots of little goals and little things to achieve within that. Number three, do something every day. Remember the difference Danny talked about between busy days and important days. An important day might be that you just achieve one thing, but it was important. So let's celebrate that. And finally, whatever is important to you is important. I've loved talking about purpose in this way with Danny. I would love to hear from you about the things that you have paid attention to, 
something maybe that you feel inspired and motivated to start or to continue. Remember, I'm here to be your cheerleader. So in next week's episode, I'm really excited to say we've got another guest slot. I will be talking to Lucy Woods from Presence of Mind. Lucy is a mindfulness teacher and we will be focusing on the negative impact of social media and also what we need to do instead. This is going to be a really good topic and it'll follow on from the conversation I had with you about comparing yourself on socials. I can't wait for you to hear Lucy's ideas and how she has brought mindfulness into her practice. I hope that you can join me next week for this. Bye for now. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now. Thank you.